Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I have here on Zoom with me my fellow coach colleague, Armani Manjan, and she is here to tell her Dating After Divorce story. So Armani is a humanitarian turned life coach, and she has like a really fascinating life story. I haven't heard a lot of it, so I'm going to have my own live responses to it. But Armani has survived a 7.2 earthquake in Haiti. She has had to cross checkpoints held by child soldiers. She's lived a fairy tale love story, experienced parental burnout, depression, and divorce. And now she's here to talk about her present day where she's learned to enjoy the contrasts of the life journey. Armani, so glad to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks, Adi. And I am so thrilled to be here because when you are you invited me, actually, I did not hesitate a second. And in my head, it was like a big yes. Let me help pass the message to other divorced women that dating on the apps is fun and that it's an amazing opportunity to get to know yourself on a deeper level. That was the thing that was like, do you want to be on my podcast? I was like, yes. 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 So, so good. So tell um, us a little bit that you, you, you said you're, yeah, yeah humanitarian time life. But tell us a yeah. little bit about that, like what you do, how you got there. So uh, I'm a life coach right now, and I help women uh, who are at a major crossroad to re- redesign their life one decision at a time. I'm a decision coach. So with me, it's like decision day every single day. Um, I'm a parent today of two amazing kids. Uh, I have two sons, uh, two boys. They are seven and four. And I also work for an international medical organization in communications and as a coach now, since I've got certified as a life coach. So I used to be a humanitarian professional. I worked for international organizations and the United Nations in war zone countries and places affected by natural disasters. And uh, so I did a master's degree to do that. I wanted to become a professional humanitarian worker. I started very young. I turned 23 in Kabul. It was my first mission. Um, And in 2015, after about 10 years, eight years into that life, uh, after spending most of my 20s traveling the world and helping other people in distress, I decided I wanted to get a position in a more stable place and I landed in New York City. And I have to say that that was way above what I had imagined could be possible for Mm me. Uh, I didn't know I could get a job in New York City, and I did. And three weeks into my new life in New York City, I was like, let me discover the city. I'm here for me. There's not going to be any guy involved. Uh, I was 30 years old, and I had given myself three years. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be back to whatever I want to do, but not in New York City because with a non-profit salary, I don't, I'm not going to have the lifestyle that I want to have and build a family that I want with that. So I was like, let me just enjoy for three years a peaceful, stable lifestyle 
which would be very different from like living in Kabul, New York City, Kabul. Um, and so three weeks into my new life, I met my now ex-husband. We got pregnant mm-hmm. very quickly, like six weeks, which wasn't expected, but we took it as a beautiful thing and a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. We got married five months after we met. We, and so I had, we had our first kid. We had not been together for a year. And then we had a second kid three years after. And one thing's after the other. And the pandemic, uh, we started separating last February 2022. And so I live in Manhattan and I've been separated, divorced for a year and a half now. Yeah. So, I mean, like you had that whirlwind relationship three weeks. <laughs> Like looking back, I mean, and I know for many, for many of us, it's like when you look back at the relationship, it's like, do you see it now as a gift that just had its season end? Do you see it as, oh, look, that was kind of an error and I shouldn't have done that. Like, what is your perspective on that first marriage? When I talk about it, I like to say I would do it all over again in the minute. I did the best that I could at that time. I was very happy. I was very confident. I would have had that kid on my own anyways. I had the plan to go back to France and like find, I could have done the same job that I was doing in New York, but from Paris, like I had a whole plan, but it turns out he was really happy. We were in love and then we made it work. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, uh, and actually this is exactly what I wanted because before that I went into many relationships with many like short term, mid, medium term, long term, all sorts of relationships with men from different background, culture, everything. And I knew I wanted to something where we would go like a hundred percent in right away, full trust. Mm-hmm. So it just happened the way I was putting it in the back of my mind, but was always there. I wanted that thing that didn't have to be complicated. It didn't have to be, we have to date, we have to get married, then we have to have children. Yeah. I was open to that because my life was like a crazy life going through all those places. So I was like, it's okay, I can make that work. So I would do that again. But also, as life brings these joys and happiness, it was it also brought other issues because I think going so fast into the process, we didn't build the foundation, the, the foundation of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And when it got hard, I was like, of course, let's make it work. It's okay, it's just a little bump. Like there's nothing wrong here. I know how I felt for you before, so I know I can create this this again. But he was not at that point and you never walked out so I was like yeah we we know the response I'm divorced today but uh I would do it all over again yeah I love that and I just and then I love that you tied it into the fact that you'd seen so much in your life in war-torn countries disasters like all of these places there's something I think about being so close to how fragile life is Mm, that helps you embrace life to the full and yeah. that's sort of what I'm hearing in your stories that you were like, yeah, I'm living in the present. I'm living in the moment. This is what I want right now. And I'm willing to jump in and I'm willing to make it work when it gets hard. Yeah. You know, of course, defining hard and just a caveat for the listeners. When we say hard in marriage, we don't mean an abusive or violent marriage. That's not the kind of thing we want to make work. But like there's a disconnect in the relationship or communication issues you can work at at some of those things. So I just mm-hmm. love that. I, I Because I think going on the apps is kind of like that, mm-hmm. where um, sometimes when I'm talking to women and they're like, well, they're dangerous people on the apps and I want to be careful. And, and I'm like, 
Well, you know, like every day you get in your car, right? <laughs> that's kind of some, it's one of the most dangerous places to be is in a car on the highway, anywhere in the world. And so sometimes our brains don't have this accurate view of what's dangerous and what isn't dangerous or what's um, neutral versus what's a high stakes situation. And I think it sounds like you brought that background of like, listen, guys, life is short. Let's yeah. do it to your relationship. Yeah, and I remember even going through couple therapy, I was like, I'm going to be thriving with you or without you, but I might as well do it with you. But we know the response mm. was no. But so, so that's what was really, and this is the way I went into dating. But it didn't happen like this, especially on the app, because before meeting him, I always met my partners organically. Then we met on the street, going to the same party in the Lower East Side, downtown Manhattan. It was raining. It was kind of like, and then, so... That's I like didn't the know movies. what I was not even on social media. <laughs> I got on Instagram for the first time because I wanted to get on a fancy app that's called Raya and I had to be on Instagram, but I never was accepted in that app anyways. So I yeah. went on two different ones. But first I was like, no way, I'm not gonna do that. And then I tried a few things. I tried meeting people uh through friends because I declared to the world I was now ready to date again. Uh, mm-hmm. I do a I did a new beginnings party with my friends and I like I told them I was a life coach now. I told them I was ready. I was launching my business and I was ready to meet my incredible man. And then I had a whole mm. list of all the things I was uh, looking for. And they were like, yeah, sure. Good luck with that. I'm like, yeah, well, you see, I'm going to find him. But then you know, I met, I started uh, meeting uh, guys through people, friends who were like, oh, I know this guy, etc. Didn't work out. I also try really hard to make connections with anyone who's like, hey, why not in my new building, in my work? Like mm. I was very like, I'm here and I'm trying to make connections and I'm looking for my next boyfriend. Um, and then this was very slow. And I was like, okay, maybe this, you're going to have to get on the apps. Uh, and I actually got yeah. coached on that. Uh, and the thing that got me into it with that energy that you were talking about, like, let's make it work mm-hmm. um, and not choosing against ourselves, but like, let's use it as an additional tool is mm-hmm. that I came up with like, yeah, my man is out there looking out for me. So I might as mm-hmm. well find him in the middle halfway through, which for me was the app. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I, I, I maybe I like... it through you or like, but like, all the all the power sentences that got me into dating on the apps or like things, I kind of a mix of everything I heard and I was like, mm-hmm. I made it mine. But I was like, he's out there. I know, I kept on saying my incredible man is out there. Yeah. So you might as well just help him find you too. Right. The way I have said something similar to that is like, make it easy on him, right? Like yeah. make it easy on him to find you. Like don't hide in your apartment <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, days like, oh, I'm wondering why I don't have a boyfriend and I'm watching Netflix. Do you wonder exactly how divorced women just like you are meeting eligible men who want a real relationship and a commitment? They're doing it by dating with their core values. Your core values are the GPS that lead you to the partner you've been looking for. When you use your core values on dating apps, text messages, and at social events, you will easily connect with your true match partner without chasing, settling, or wasting time with non-committal men. I have taught exactly how to do this in the two-hour Core Values Dating Blueprint course available on my website, shadecurry.com 
forward slash dating. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y dot com forward slash dating. You will learn exactly how to identify your core values and use them on your dating profile, how to ask the right questions via text, and how to tell the right stories on dates so that you attract the right people and repel those who aren't right for you. If you're ready to meet your true match, hop over to shadecurry.com forward slash dating or click the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Yeah, if your incredible man is out there and he's hoping for a wonderful woman with certain qualities and you have those qualities, just have mercy on him and put yourself where he can find you. If he's trying to find you, make it easy on him. Go to the parties, ask your friends to introduce you, go to local events, join the community events, go on the apps and make it easy that if he did decide, okay, today's the day, I'm just going to check out what's on the apps. It could end up being kind of like how my husband found me. He was only on the apps for two days. Yeah. <laughs> and I showed up. You were, I, it was just kind of, that was nice for him. I was on the apps for 18 months. Yeah. But it was easy for him to find me because I was right there. So, um, yeah, I love that you say that. I mean, it really comes down to that belief that your man was out there. Even though you hadn't seen him, you tried a bunch of things and he, the evidence wasn't there that he was there, but you believed that he was. Yeah. And despite, or thanks, or I don't know how to put it, but like I was, I just had gone through divorce. But even when I was divorcing, I remember I was thinking, don't let that divorce define your next relationships. Mm. Don't let it be the story of your life. Like there's something bigger and better out there. And don't get me wrong. There were very low days and hot days and a lot of um, crying and very sad moments. But I had that. And among the agitation, I always had that voice inside of me. Just don't let it define the rest of your life. Uh, And then from that, being ready to date and then finally Mm -hmm. going on the dating apps. And then when you get yeah. on dating apps, everybody's like, okay, so show me your profile. I'm going to tell you what to do or not. I'm like, nope. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I know who I am. I have experience. I know exactly what to put there because I'm not going to try yeah. to be someone else. Yeah. Uh, and so, What were your thoughts profile? going on? Because you tried other things. And I wanted yeah. to, actually wanted to pause for a minute because you talked about the app, Raya, yeah. which is really an app for celebrities. Um, so it's kind of like a celebrity app. And you yeah, but I was not food. accepted. <laughs> I know, but I love that you tried it. Mm. I love that because I've, I've, I've kind of researched the apps. and But I have friends who were on it, so I'm like, I can do it if they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I love that you went on there because it's so easy for us to disqualify ourselves. At least you applied. I'm not saying you weren't accepted, but you applied. You, you were like, well, they may not accept me, but I'm not going to disqualify myself. Yeah. And I have to tell you, though, to be honest, I went like full on into the dating. I took this like as my second. I had a full time job and I was launching the life coach business. But I took this like as a very serious work thing. It was like 20 minutes per day. Love but it. after divorce and moving out and going through, like I really stayed single by myself for like nine full months. And I think it mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage Uh to intentionally stay with your emotion, your sadness and the healing process and not boyfriend or try to get and like meet people and doing things. I was, I really needed to do that. 
And what got me also out there, like, I'm just going to do it and I'm worthy and I'm 100% worthy and lovable and I know it is obviously myself mm. working on that. But also, why going through divorce when my uh, ex-husband told me, okay, I can't do that anymore. We're going to separate. It was last February. A couple of months into that, sorry, I'm losing that, uh, actually met a guy uh, in my building. He was much younger than me. He really went for me on the hunt. Mm. And we had a very short story, three months. Um, and with that man, I made myself feel loved, desired. Like mm. I just, I, I re, it was a rebirth and I had forgotten all of that. And I'm like, oh my God, he was like young, super successful, super hot. And I was like, mm-hmm. if, and I remember him telling me like, when I saw you for the first time, I texted everybody in my group, <laughs> my friends, like I've just saw the most beautiful mom ever. And then we had that beautiful mm. short term story, three months, but I, I, I will keep, always keep him really close to my heart because this, this is the reason why I was like, okay, I know it's not him. I know I made myself feel like this. But really, I was like, hey, if this happened so easily with such an incredible man, there must be someone out there. And yes, you brought all the things because he actually told that to me and he made me feel this way. So that was really helpful too. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it, but I have to acknowledge that even those short stories would not end up the way you want it to. You have to complete them instead of taking them against yourself. Like what was to be taken there to like, to like oh, take you to that. the next level um, and I that was that really helpful so much you've articulated something that I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast at all but it's something that I definitely walk some of my clients through in my program where they're on the apps or they're dating and then they meet like the, the first foundation we always set is always like let's stop meeting the low effort non-committal non-compatible men we sweep them all out of the way then you start meeting the good men and of course not every good man is going to be right for you. So they're going on these dates with good men. They're enjoying these dates and they, they end up not being the guy. So maybe it's like two weeks with this person, three weeks, four dates. And then they realize, oh, this person didn't want kids or this person um, has this other thing. And like you said, sometimes it's so easy to use it against yourself. So you're meeting great guys, but maybe they're not wanting a commitment or you are not, there's something missing and you don't want them. And instead of saying, oh my goodness, this person gave me the gift of showing me that what I want exists in the world. Yeah. This person gave me the gift of this energetic excitement that I shared yeah. with him on two dates. And this person gave me that gift. And I'm always trying to teach them, okay, because it's kind of hard to articulate the embodiment of that. But it's like, no, you're taking these little pieces of the puzzle from all of these people that you're meeting. If someone, like there was a client that didn't realize she wanted someone who was playful. That wasn't on her list, but then she experienced this guy on a couple of dates, super playful. There was just great energy. And then I forget the reason why it didn't work out, but she was like, oh, I want that. And I didn't know I wanted that. And I said, yeah, he came for those two dates just to show you that experience so that you could put it on your list and make sure that whoever you chose in the end had that energy included so you didn't settle. And so I love that you Mm -hmm. phrased that really short three-month relationship as a gift Mm. and part of the journey and part of the healing because Mm. especially for you know if you're 40 plus and you've been married a long time you may not have interacted with that many men in your lifetime like on a personal basis and so there are pieces of the puzzle that can be missing there's some ingredients that can be missing so like if you eat a cake 
that was made without eggs. And that's what you've eaten your whole life. And then one day somebody makes a cake that's super fluffy because there was egg in there. You're like, wait, <laughs> this is wait what I'm going to do going yeah. forward. Yeah. 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 And this was so powerful that he, the first day he asked me, so are you done with marriage? And because there was a connection, it was really working well. Also, that relationship made me realize, because I had not thought about that. It had been two months. I was in the midst of it. And I was like, I told him. I had that voice again inside of me, very calm and very confident and so strong. I remember even feeling a warm feeling. I was like, oh, no, I still do believe in marriage. Like I still mm. think that that equitable parenting relationship that I was craving for in my marriage but I didn't have it didn't happen this time it was not the right person for me he still is out there for me and then he asked me and what about kids and I was like well actually yes I do I am absolutely open to have another kid and so mm. through going to the dates I realized all of that so that was yeah it's just like just go and take whatever you have to take even though it doesn't end up the way you thought it would yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So I know we wanted to like really hone in on your experience on the apps and kind of like yeah. your thoughts going in, how you navigated the apps and how you met your current partner. So I'm just going to let you like just lay that whole story out. Uh, yeah. Where to start with? I told you I worked really hard. I, I like to say I worked really hard on meeting him on Hinge. Hinge was my favorite. I tried three. I got into Hinge and uh, the league. The league was too mm -hmm. slow for me. After a month, I gave up. I was not really paying attention. I really loved Hinge from the beginning with like the prompts and the pictures. Uh, I got so, yeah, and I was like doing it was like 20 minutes per day. My profile was really clear. I had two kids. I had a picture with them at the end. You don't you didn't see their uh, faces. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was looking for a long-term relationship. Um, yeah. And I was dedicating about 15 to 20 minutes every day, checking the profiles. And then if there were matches and like conversation that I like, like giving myself 10 more minutes and then following up every day. And then I participated to one of your webinars also. And I remember also the questions. Do you remember the questions? Like, so mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, the texting. Yeah, the texting, what to ask. Yeah. So it was really clear about the family was around. They were expecting their work, what they were doing, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and I had never an issue into like saying, hey, okay, let's, let's meet. Also, it would be both. So I would say, let's meet, or they would say, well, let's meet. And I had all the type of guys, the ones who like, well, like texting a lot and then wanted to meet and then you say yes and then they don't answer anymore. <laughs> the ones who like give you them your address uh, right away, like big influencers, they know they were like people and I'm, and I'm like, no way. Um, I know the, the slow, the interesting thing is that the only person I met, the people I met in person were the guys who initiated the conversation talking about my kids or being a parent. Uh, so that's that was something I noticed actually. Um, this was because most of because a lot of them you talk, but then you don't meet. There, this, it happens. Yeah. It happens a lot. But I never took it against like use that against myself or met, didn't mean anything about me. I was like, yeah, okay, let's pause next. for a minute on that because yeah. that is such a big thing for women. Like okay. they will be on the apps, and a guy goes, so he doesn't show up, he doesn't meet, and then they think they're doing something wrong. Or there's something yeah. wrong with them. 
Tell me, like, what were your thoughts when a guy didn't show up or any of these really annoying or frustrating things would happen? Mm. What were your thoughts about those things? So I never had a guy not showing up, but I had a lot of, like, talking, let's meet, and then yes, and then nothing happens. And then they don't answer back. So after a few days, I would remove them from my profile. Uh, I think I was just, I knew this would happen. I think I heard Mm. it. Then. I think what I was thinking is like, I would imagine me doing that. What would I have been thinking thinking, and mm-hmm. what would I have been going through to be doing that? And then what was coming to my mind was like, either they're, they're here, but not really intentional. Because let's talk about the apps. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the apps for love. Nobody wants to talk about love. That was so <laughs> funny. So I'm like tiptoeing around. It's like, there's not a lot of people who are going on the apps with intentions. But they are. Yes. Some are not. Yes. Some are. I mean, we have not all gone through all this experience and like knowing what we want. Especially I wanted someone younger than me. I'm going to turn 39 next month. And my range was like 30 to 35. Mm-hmm. So I put myself in a situation where yeah. maybe I had guys who were like, yeah, but not really knowing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, just thinking if I would do that, I wouldn't be like my mindset. Like I wouldn't like the person I am. Like I wouldn't. That's not someone I would want to be with, actually. So I want to be with someone who answers. So they don't answer. It's too bad for them. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's it's a mix. What I'm hearing is that you centered your needs and what you wanted in the situation. So if someone did something you didn't want, you just allowed them to be who they were instead of maybe trying to force them to do things. You're just like, oh, this is what you do. This is not what I'm looking for. I'm just going to let you go. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. And actually, and then when I finally, so I I met a couple, not so many people until I met my boyfriend, which I'm going to refer to as hot dad because every, each of my dads, I was putting their names. So I had Zorro. I remember I had hot dad. I had, I had a couple other ones. I don't remember the names. <laughs> I love it. Um, but it was clear for, since the beginning, like it was just fun, but this is not what I was looking for, but I was allowing myself also just to enjoy. It didn't have to be so serious and like go for the relationship because I was in a place where I knew I didn't need a relationship. I was in my yeah. life. I had worked on myself, but I knew I wanted one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm here. Show me who you are. I'm going to show you and let's see if it works out. But yeah, I was not like, yeah, I just, but also when I went into the apps, I was like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an opportunity to get to know myself on a deeper level and like apply mm-hmm. all the things I've learned about me and all the things I want to work on. Well, it's just a fabulous opportunity and I'm not going to use it against myself and I'm not going to make it mean yeah. anything about me and my worth. So yeah. that that was, I think that's the core. Yeah, you didn't make it mean, I love that. I didn't make it mean anything about my worth, about my lovability. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. So you're on the apps, you're having these conversations, you're winnowing people in and out. Then what happened? And then I liked the profile of my current boyfriend, hot dad. Uh, but to be honest, he was like, after 20 minutes, I was tired. And he didn't say he had kids because I told you, I usually didn't want someone who had kids. Or maybe I didn't tell you. Mm. It was something on my list. It was important for me. I'm not sure it was coming from the right intention and reasons, but for me, I wanted someone who had a lot of time for me because my ex-husband, <laughs> I felt like he didn't have enough time for me. And I want some, I wanted someone who potentially wanted another kid, a kid mm-hmm. who wanted a kid, actually, 
because I was craving that relationship, that equitable relationship that I didn't have with my ex-husband. And for me, a way to do that was to have a kid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still young. I can have a third kid. I could do that. And I, I want that yeah. amazing partner. So he, he didn't say you had kids. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, and actually, he, he, he lived pretty far for my for what I wanted. But I was like, okay, let me be a little bit flexible because I want to get this moving. Let me like him. <laughs> and then I guess he likes me on the hinge. You like hurt, hurt. And then you sort of match. And then his first text was about how is it, uh, how is motherhood or parenting because of my. And oh. so then I tell him and I'm like, he says, well, it resonates a lot. I'm like, oh, do you have kids? Uh, yeah. Yes. And that then kind of I got usual opening line, you know? Oh, well, all the, <laughs> this is why, like the men I met, it was all the opening line. One was like, Zora was like, I love young kids. And I was like, hmm, should I be worried about that? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I could be like very good or like very, uh, you know, like I love young kids. Um, and so now this is all that. Yeah. And I've met the sweetest guys, to be honest. Like I've never mm-hmm. met, I haven't met someone who was like, uh, it's just like it, didn't, it was not a fit. Um, but for uh, her dad, what really got me intrigued that he asked me, or well, I said yes, or maybe I told him I had have them uh, half time, 50 50. And then he said, or maybe I asked him, I don't remember, I've got them full time. And I was like, mm. in my mind, I went into, okay, that was funny. I was like, is probably into some sort of like open relationship or polyamorous arrangement. Mm-hmm. And no, thank you. It's very clear on my profile, not even interested. And then once again, that's slower, lower voice, calmer was like, harmony. Don't make judgments like this. And so I yeah. asked him, okay, so are oh, you not fully divorced yet? Oh, I'm full of unconscious bias because who, <laughs> what man, what man has full-time custody? And it turns out he said, no, I'm divorced and I have them full time. Um, and then we are in touch for like less than a week. And then he suggests that we meet. Uh, so every day, like a message in the morning, one at nine. Um, and then he suggests we meet. He was really interesting into life coaching because he's a coach himself. He's a high-end personal trainer. And he's very interesting into growing, learning. And I had sensed that even in his profile that there is a lot of guys on the apps that it seems like they've done so much work on themselves and they're so emotionally intelligent that it seems real at some point because they're like make such a big deal out of it but his profile was just like enough and 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 I sense that he had worked a lot on himself and he was going he went through divorce and he had the kids full-time so I was like very intrigued by that but we didn't really talk about that but then actually it would be really interesting to have your thoughts on because what happened and I think I went through actually the opposite of what the common feminist wisdom and all the advice about no answer is an answer if he's really into you he should have followed up if he should have followed through etc because mm. so we agree to meet we he has to like arrange his kids he's told me he struggled in the past in the last months but now he has a full-time nanny so everything is getting settled and so he arranges his appointments. We can meet during the day for lunchtime. He's meeting me next to where I work and I live. Um, and the day after, the day before the evening, he texts me through the app. He had given me his number, but I didn't want to uh, exchange mm-hmm. via his personal number. 
And he said, well, I'm so sorry. My nanny called in sick. So I have to mm -hmm. rearrange my whole schedule and I don't have no childcare and it's a mess. But I really want to meet you next week if you're still up to you. I'm like, of course, like I know what it is. I have kids too. Mm -hmm. I know what it is. It's a shit show yeah. when the nanny is not showing up. Uh, no worries. And then we text again. And then the day after, this is a Friday, we exchange a few things. He tells me everything is going to do during the weekend. Very clear and transparent. I answer him. And then silence radio. How do you say in English? Radio silence. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Radio silence. And so he had told me he would contact me on Sunday to um, to 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 plan to meet. And I'm like, oh, I'm also calendaring on Sunday. So perfect. And then I draw him back on Sunday. I remember checking my phone and being okay weird and thinking three things well no actually no just weird no just just once again he's not texting me it's fine like I was dating someone else mm -hmm. I was doing the things I had my work all the yeah. things so I was not attached to that and then I forget about him for a good two Perfect. weeks I love and then it. someone That's asked so me <laughs> yeah someone asked me so how did it go with hot dad and I'm like well it really looked hot on the pictures but I've never met him so I would never know and then they asked me why and then I, I, I explained them and then we I go back to my work or whatever I was doing I was like huh suddenly I got really curious and I decided I didn't take me long so there was something about oh and then I heard that nagging voice like no answer is an answer like is he ghosted you I, I didn't even know I had the, the name ghosting but like clearly if he didn't contact you like why are you doing that it was pretty agitating like yeah, all the things and then I had that lower calmer voice so again I was like Armony if you want something different this is the way you've been thinking your whole life if you want something mm. different you're gonna have to do something different and actually, I was pretty excited to meet him. And he was too. He was like, oh, I was, we were saying it's 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 just a, it's a, it's too bad. Um, and so I texted him. I didn't overthink it. It was very simple. I don't remember uh, because I don't have the text anymore. But it was like, and I said something along and I don't remember if I said let's meet or whatever. Or maybe, I just maybe was just curious, hey, what happened? And how are we doing in your kids? I was Easter. What happened? And it didn't take him long to answer with like a big apology, like no excuse. And yes, if he was still up in the air, he would love to meet me. And at that point, I was feeling three things. He's a little bit scared because he sensed I'm no BS, like the way I communicate, the way I am. He's totally overwhelmed with the kids full time, his work, a lot of clients, he's an entrepreneur. Um, and he's probably dating other women. Um and so we plan again to meet and he says again let me check back my schedule and I'm going to tell you Sunday when we're going to meet mm -hmm. and on Sunday I'm calendaring nobody's calling me or texting me <laughs> so I put on my calendar for Monday night after I put the kids in bed in bed text hot dad and then that text I'm like hey what do I say uh I suggest we meet online, like we just do a chat, check the vibe, or we meet at the playground with our kids at the park. And if this doesn't work, at least I would have given my best shot. And then he answers mm -hmm. right away. It's like, now I'm really ashamed. Uh, <laughs> and yes, let's do a phone call tomorrow. Then we called yeah. for two hours. I remember before I hit the button, I was like, what the F are you doing? It was so weird. Someone I didn't know from anywhere <laughs> doing a FaceTime call. 
but then we matched uh we we connected through our divorce stories yeah and even thanks to the coaching another thing that I got really true and like the way I was showing it intentionally is that first FaceTime call I was able to tell him so <laughs> would you consider having a third kid because he also has two kids two kids two boys six and four mm. and mine at seven and four and I remember him doing like what <laughs> and I'm like yeah would you consider having a third kid and he's like well I wouldn't be against it and then he, mm. he says a few things and then I see him all relax and smile and he said actually yes it makes sense like if I'm finding a partner of course I want a kid it's bonding yes I want mm -hmm. to I would be open to have a third kid but these type of questions before I got married and even in my marriage I was never yeah. able to show up this way for what was really important to me because I was scared of the answer but yeah. in, like years after in like a few months into dating I was like this is about me and what I want yeah let's find someone who wants the same yeah, uh, totally yeah. So that. I was. I'm very interesting about your thoughts about yeah, that. So clearly, actually, like, he ghosted me two times, and then right, I was like, but so... I, it really came from a clean, curious space. It didn't come from a needy, craspy thing. Yeah, I was hundred yeah. percent. And actually, you did exactly what I tell my clients to do. Now, I know everyone listening. This is like there's a lot of context around this. Yeah. <laughs> if you do this and it doesn't work. I'm not giving you this advice in your particular situation because I don't know the context. So just, yeah. but I do have clients where they, you know, they're really interested in someone. This guy's like an eight. They were planning to meet. He cancels or for, for a reason, which sometimes things happen and sometimes things are made up. And so I actually have, and you've been in my seven texts class. It's actually, it's the part of my seven text class that isn't included. It's like, that process. So I gave about the first seven texts, but I actually don't give the rest of the process in that class. The rest of the process is if somebody does cancel on you, my usual suggestion is do a FaceTime. Your car broke down. Okay, no problem. Let's do a FaceTime instead. So I actually encourage my clients to use face to have a, a lot of gates so that it doesn't always have to be this high stakes. thing. So you can text, you can text on the app, you can move it to texting on your phone number. You can move it to phone calls. You can move it to video calls even before you get to a, an in-person date. And so that actually gives a lot of flexibility to verify your intuition. So I have a podcast episode called training your, Reconnecting, training your, Retraining Your Intuition. I teach my clients to really work with their intuition, but not to make assumptions. So there's a difference between your intuition and assumptions. A lot of what floats around in the dating world is something that worked for somebody going by their intuition that becomes assumptions that other people make. So in your situation, you had interacted with him and you had an intuition that he might be right for you, right? And so what you needed to do was, uh, I still want to talk to this guy. My intuition is telling me there's something here and there are ways to do that. Doing a FaceTime, mm -hmm. doing a phone call. So we, my, my clients use phone calls a lot because sometimes they're just not sure about it. They're like, well, I just feel some kind of way. I don't want to go on a first date with him. And I'm like, yeah, don't go on a first date. Yeah. Do a phone call, do a video call. Make sure you feel comfortable before you present yourself in person. So you, I think you did exactly what I would have suggested, but you, I would have suggested it on the first, the first time it happened. 
I wouldn't have oh, yeah. them right after. for two weeks. So right oh, after, yeah. it's like, okay, he says he's Well, but to be honest, I just fine. forgot about it. <laughs> to be, to right, tell you the mind too. space, I was like, okay, it works, it works. But then someone was like, hey, how did it go? I was like, hey, I was really excited about that. So let me check back, yeah. Yes, and and we 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 rank guys also in my practice, and we have I have guidelines for people to rank a guy. So if a guy is really ranking high, I we we talk about making exceptions for those people. But if guys are six and it's already conversation is already boring, mm. he's already acting weird, and then he says his car broke down or whatever. Ah. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know like you know i give that guy a couple of other chances but if he's an eight and the connection is there and something happens then you want to be like okay i'm not going to rush to unmatch that person so yeah you and i were on the same page with that one for sure yeah well that, right. this is like i really did something that i kind of surprised myself but i really like the result <laughs> yes yeah so tell us about the result tell us where you are now in the video how long have you been together when did you go exclusive? How did you go through that um, process of going exclusive? That was that was something actually. Uh, I think that was the hardest part to have the conversation. But once again, it was an opportunity like to like show up and do the things and learn and grow actually and grow together. That's a conversation that bonded us and that made us closer. So it's very recent. We've been dating for six months. Um, mm-hmm. What happened? Our kids hang out together. I've also spent time with him and the kids only without my kids. And this was what really unexpected. I thought I would be kind of annoying pretty quickly, annoyed about it mm. because I'm like, what am I doing here? Fifty percent of my time without the kids, and I'm spending time with him and his kids. And actually, mm. it's mind blowing. And it was so much love, and I felt that big thing opening up in me because it was being a family again with a man. Because I had put this in the back of my mind that you can be another type of family, even though the dad Mm -hmm. is not in the picture. It's okay, you can be happy. And then I go to meet them, and I'm excited. I'm also a little bit crying because I'm like, what's going on? And they are there waiting for me in the park. And I feel it's my family, like it was meant to be, and it's all natural. It's flowing. Anyway, so it was just to talk a little bit about them and how I was like, I didn't want someone with kids. And now I just like, I met them and I love them like a hundred percent, like my kids. Um, yeah, that goes to, so sometimes like how many people say what you really want might come in a package you don't quite expect. Yeah. This is what it looks like. It's not something you use against yourself to force yourself into a situation you don't want. It's that when you are open to something that's been slightly different than what you want. Mm. You'll be like, oh, okay, I didn't realize I wanted these two kids. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be hard. It can be like, mm. just how can I make it easy for everybody and for us? Yeah. It's challenging for sure, uh, but it is what it is, and I'm taking the whole package. Uh, but then six months, and actually went on a vacation after two months. Mm-hmm. And we've never had that conversation like exclusive dating until that point, but it was really clear that he was not seeing anyone because I could see a shift in the communication and like how much we were seeing each other. And then I was assuming it was clear for me, you wouldn't go on vacation with someone and seeing mm-hmm. someone else, but we never had the conversation. And we started in, in that beautiful uh, stay in Nicaragua. Um and so, and he was telling me he had stopped seeing people uh, a few weeks ago. He wouldn't tell me when. Um, and I was not surprised, but it was a little bit hard for me to take. And then when we came back 
And so I saw myself going like into like all those upset and like what's going on and like this is not what I want because I felt like he was almost still dating other people, but he was clearly telling me not. But the fact that he did date other people while he was with me, oh. I was like, what did you do? So I was seeing myself <sighs> in that mind who on vacation. I was like, don't go there. There's nothing to be fixed now. There's nothing to be decided. You decided you mm-hmm. wanted to enjoy this vacation. And so we talked about a few things, how we feel, what we want, etc. And I knew that, but I let it for another conversation. And then when we came back, we finally had the conversation and um, it went pretty well. It was just very bonding. Um, mm-hmm. But what I wanted to say is that I got ready for it. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to lead with love and like all the things because I wanted to make sure we were still not dating anyone because we still had not said it. Um, and one thing that I learned that I didn't like either is that he told me that he was not seeing anyone. But then I made a comment like, are you going to tell me you still like checking your dating profile? It's like, well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, actually. And then he goes to all the details. I think I spend about two minutes per day and I just check and I like, and if someone likes, I send a few messages like, and what? He's like, well, nothing. And I'm like, so I'm doing it. And I saw myself getting really crazy. And I'm like, it's like, okay, what is the issue there? Yes, it's like the issue that when yeah. you're doing that, what I'm making mean is that you're not like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like, um, how do you say, um, uh, an option, like in case it doesn't, yes, you're an option, you're not the main person, he hasn't chosen you, and you're not putting all your focus and attention in our relationship when you have your kids, your business, your stuff, and you have five <laughs> minutes to spend every day to do that. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And actually, explain me that he understands. And so, when I say, when I told him, when you do that. I'm making me like you don't see how amazing I am and you're not spending the time to build our relationship. And so I don't feel anything close to respected and safe and secure, which is the basic in a relationship. Um, And then he explained me that he understood exactly. He's a super good listener. Like, he's just like, I feel like I have all that space to be myself even more with a judgment. He's going to listen to me, look at me in the eyes and like wait for me to be done. It's just amazing. Um, and then he um, then he explains me that I, I know he was really hurt by his divorce. It was a lot of mm. it's a very hard story, lots of betrayal, and he kind of buffered with other relationship and people. And he told me he was really honest with that. And so he said, "This is my way. Like he used to be more, and then I've met you." And then I was like, I was also thinking, "You're not choosing me. Like you haven't chosen me." He's like, "No, I have chosen you. I was dating different people, and I chose you intentionally." And so his story is yeah. like, "I chose you." I was like, "You didn't choose me." <laughs> and so like, yeah, and I think this about is the power things. of the power of having that conversation yeah. where we where you're clear. Like you and I were from the same school of coaching where we realize that people walk around with different expectations in their minds and without the clear conversation that, okay, these are my expectations that we're exclusive and what this is what it looks like for me. What does it look like for you? And do you feel like we're exclusive? Can really save so much of that heartache of, well, I was thinking this and I was thinking that and I wasn't sure. That's the power of just, and this is not the only conversation. I'm sure you've had many others, but you, you see the ones that are like pivotal and that really cement the relationship if it's meant to be. Yeah. And you really have to take just to slow down, 
take a break, pause it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, lead it with like, I, I remember when, even when I engage into the conversations, like I want to talk to you about something very important for me. And I started mm-hmm. with like, and I'm really, I've worked so hard on myself to fall in love with myself again, not to be in that place. And what I'm doing here is really out of love for me, for you and for us. And so I went into mm-hmm. the conversation I like this. Have this what I was like, you rocked it. <laughs> <laughs> like this oh, is girl. what adults do. And yeah, yeah. And then, and then he let me, actually he let me talk throughout. And then it mm-hmm. was something else too. He was still seeing the other dates that he had told them uh, mm-hmm. that it was not interesting. They were kind of looking for polyamorous things. It was like, no way. Um, but he wanted to tell them because he kind of ghosted them because he's starting seeing mm-hmm. me. Uh, and I was like, and then and this was very upsetting for me too. And so he let me go on a rant. I mean, on a rant, a very emotionally regulated one, leading with mm-hmm. love. Um, with love. And, <laughs> and and it, it, it lets me and then he stops and says thank you so much for sharing and then he smiles just a little bit he said the day we had that conversation back like a week ago uh i got off of all the apps and mm. i there's and i have no intention to keep you as a backup plan and there's no one else i want to be with and i want to be in a relationship with you and we i see you as a long-time partner mm. Uh, so I that, so that I like I kind of love the hard conversation now because I feel like it's going to be bonding for us it's just like it's yes. getting closer and closer so it's the hard amazing. part and then it just it's an amazing opportunity to connect actually yeah yeah oh my goodness and I just really want to acknowledge you because there's something that it, kind of like a thread that I've seen throughout your journey um, even as we wrap up is that you allowed yourself to be imperfect in this mm-hmm. journey like I'm listening to you talk about the things that you did that maybe weren't like the most perfect or how you don't show, but I hear so much acceptance, self-acceptance and so much compassion. And just, you, I don't, I hear you not judging yourself oh, for the things that maybe weren't exactly what you wanted to do. So I just really want to acknowledge mm-hmm. that like, that's something I'm hearing in your story that maybe you're not saying quite clearly, but I definitely hear it. And I wanted to call it out that like you have, just so much love for yourself and you're not judging yourself for the parts that were not that were not perfect and and that's a practice that's the work I did on myself because I can tell you I was so hard on myself I was so judgmental Mm. I should have could have would have all the things repeating the conversation and the things but now I'm just like no I love that's I love it practice is that part of why this is why you want to hire a coach this is why you want to hire a study (laughs) and like get into because you need someone to help you see all of that and work on that on a daily on a daily practice yeah it's yeah we do a lot of self-compassion self-love inner dialogue reparenting work in my fact it's, it's a huge part it's a huge part of dating but please Armini, thank you so much for sharing your story this has been so amazing could you tell the listeners, just kind of give us a recap of like the work that you do as a life coach also. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you're a decision coach. You help women like kind of move towards what they want to do one decision at a time. Mm-hmm. Who typically comes to you and what are some of the things that they achieve or gain when they work with you? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought only one type of person would come to me, but anyone comes to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But most of these people who are a major crossroads in their life could be they want to change career or they want to get that job 
or they just there's they just decide to have a kid and they're a single mom and they have decisions and things they have to figure out and they feel like they're not at a higher potential and they're always like mm. overwhelmed and confused and indecisive and so what i help them actually is decide what they want, what is their true desire in every aspect of their life. And then when I have a plan of that and I know what it is, we practice that desire and 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 and, and um, uh, translating into actions and what it means for them to get all of that. Because most of the time we kind of know what we want, but we're like, we're never going to get that. So we put it in the back of our mind and then we go in life and we, as if life was happening to us and we feel very powerless so I help them regain the power in every aspect of their life one decision at a time so it's redeciding redeciding your life every day and remembering what you want your values it's important for you to create the life that you desire and I based that on my experience it took me six months to really start feeling a real shift into my mindset, the way I was seeing things, the way I was showing up in the world. So that's why mm -hmm. I work with them for six months and we go through all those different aspects. Uh, and so what they get is just like, yeah, that kind of self-sense, confidence. Mm -hmm. We work a lot on love for ourselves um, and have a clear vision from their life in all the aspects, relationships, career, friendships, uh, health, uh, money. We work a lot on money too because we all have some sort of relationship. Everybody wants money. Everybody wants all money. Linked, you know, and and any, and anyways, as as you do when you coach your uh, clients about dating on the apps or dating after divorce, and 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 you coach, you know that what they're going to learn through that, they're going to be able to apply. It to the to the entire areas of their life. So one thing you learn there helps for everything. Amazing. And where can the listeners connect with you if they want to work with you? They want to connect with you, follow you. Where can they find you online? Just my website www.harmoniemangin.com, and I am on Instagram as uh, Decision Coach Harmony. But I'm okay. only for now posting sporadically. I'm gonna get there. Yeah, no, I'm focusing. Absolutely. I'm focusing on with the clients. <laughs> uh, exactly, and that's really where the where the work is. So, um, all of Armani's links will be in the show notes, listeners. So make sure you follow her on Instagram, and you can also go to her website and follow her work. Armani, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably and just giving so many tips for dating on the apps. I'm so happy for you and hot dad. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be stalking your Instagram for pictures. So uh -huh, let's see right, when this starts. <laughs> when the time is right and you start sharing, we're going to be here checking it all out. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let all of your audience and listeners, I just want to tell something which really is important. Like don't let anyone hijack your thinking and invade your mind with their own fear and insecurity about dating. They will tell you that dating is hard, that there aren't good men out there, and it's only true if you believe it. And I know it's not the case because I went through that. I went through all the guys' scenarios, and I made it happen. It didn't happen to me. I, I created that with my that. thinking, and thanks to coaching. I love that. I love that. All right, listeners, we want to thank you so much for your time and attention, and we will see you next time. See you soon.
Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.